<clears throat> what have I been up to? John asks. Well, mm-hmm. um, not too much, just work. And um, one thing new that I have done recently is I bought a new video game. Um, another one, which is older and has been out for a while. And I decided that it would be, I went to, um, we have a lovely store in West Nashville called McKay's. Mm. And you can take uh, books and other various items and drop them off, and they'll get give you a value for basically a trade-in and uh, give you a store credit that you can then use for anything in the store. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to go check out the video games and see what they got. And they had uh, Far Cry 5 for pretty cheap, hmm. and uh, which is the one set in Montana, and okay. they're working against this, like pretty crazy cult leader and so i bought that and i've been playing that it's very different from any other game i've ever played so it actually took a little i actually i played it and then i ended up you searching on youtube how to actually play the game because i was very confused and i was confused because it's it's a game that they want you to explore so but they don't really teach you how to play the game so the reason why they do that is because I was I'm used to the typical game where you have a mission and then there's a little point that comes up on your map and you're like, okay, get to this point and you're going to follow this mission and you're going to do this thing. Well, this game does not do that. And it tells you, it gives you these general areas and gives you a general idea of what you're supposed to do. And then the rest of it is completely up to you. Hmm. So it forces you to actually, like, wander around and discover stuff. I don't know how I feel about that. It's very different, but it's kind of refreshing. So it rewards you for being curious. So, like, if you're walking around and you're like, oh, hey, there's this abandoned trailer over here. I'm going to go check it out. More than likely, there's going to be, like, a side mission or somebody that you can meet and then hire for your cause. That kind of thing. Okay. I guess that makes a little bit more sense. So, so far, have you been more of a, a stealth player or kind of an aggro player? Because I know, far, like, you can play whatever way you want, right? You can, Typically. yeah. And I'm, I am not a stealth player at all. I am, uh, I'm the one that carries like, um, you know, a small, uh, fully automatic sidearm and then a shotgun, and I just run around <laughs> just blowing everybody away. Yeah, that is uh, exceptionally not stealth. That's great. I am also not a stealth gamer, so I try to avoid stealth games if possible. Um, but like hard, like like stealth missions where it's like, oh, you were discovered, restart. I'm like, no, I've I've full on abandoned games because of missions like that before. <laughs> That's sadly not an exaggeration. So uh, a little bit calmer uh, on my end. I finally finished Fallen Order last week. Okay, and what do you think? That game, it's so good. It is. I did, I'm very ashamed, um, because I did have to YouTube how to beat one of the puzzles. You know what, that is okay. No, no, I'm not gonna shame you for that, because some of those puzzles are very difficult. Yeah. I I understood the mechanic of the puzzle. I needed to, to force something and then slow something else. I just had to slow something I wasn't even thinking about. So... I'm fine with it. I unlocked New Game Plus, which I will probably never play. Uh, or if I do, it'll be a couple of years. Um, but I'm definitely trying to figure out what I want my next game to be. So That's fun. Th- 
thinking to do. Yeah, that's fun. I'm glad you uh, enjoyed that game because I, I know I love it. It's so good, and, man. And so now it now you can be that much more excited about the new one. I think that's the most exciting thing about the sequel is I had heard exclusively good things about Fallen Order that having not even played the game, I was like, yeah, this game got a sequel. I was already really excited about it, but now I'm like, well, when does it come out again? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that game. Not soon enough? Right. Yes. That's Absolutely. right. But they uh they didn't ask us. It's true. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Jay. With me here is John. I actually, I, I realized while editing this latest episode, I haven't done that in a while of actually introducing <laughs> us. I guess I've gotten so comfortable about who we are and what we're doing. I'm like, hey, if you don't know by now, then you should probably go listen to an earlier episode. Catch up. Yeah. You know, do you have a, do you have a earlier episode that you would personally like to recommend? Oh, uh, put you on the spot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you one of our top episodes that we've reviewed is actually our Terminator episode. Oh, that movie was a hot mess too. So that, that Ooh. one is one of our top episodes and that's from, I want to say that's from our first season. So if you want to go back and listen to that one, that's one I recommend. And then we also did, and it was a hefty one, but we did an MCU in review. That episode was so much fun. That was so long. And I, and we yeah. had several people that listened to the, well, not several, but we had like three people that listened to the show that actually like personally reached out to us and argued with us that we were wrong. Which is, I mean, I'm here for it, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. If, if like people it. are going to reach out about like, hey, I think your opinion is wrong. I'm like, hey, uh, right back at you, bud. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> ditto, ditto. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but if you want to reach out to us, there are several ways you can do that. You can email us, uh, they didn't ask us at gmail.com. You can also reach us on our Twitter page, uh, TDAU underscore pod. Uh, that's probably the best way to reach us. Uh, we're regularly on Twitter. You can also follow and message us directly on our personal accounts. Uh, John is jmuller8332, and I am the nerd is underscore n. And uh, you can check us out, and on there you'll get to see more of our, I guess, more personal stuff. Like the, because believe it or not, we actually have lives, <laughs> and we have Shh, other interests besides. I know, right? Other interests <laughs> besides uh, comic books and nerdy materials. So if you want to check that out and just see what we're about, that's probably a good place to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Second, the recommendation. But um, oh, also. We should probably start out with Happy Fourth of July, Independence and also Day. With you, man! Oh, what a tremendous missed opportunity, Jay! Independence Day. We could have watched Independence. We Day. We could have. We could still. I tell you what, though, we do have. Speaking of Independence Day, um, our movie this week is a beloved movie from our childhood, which has a much belated sequel. <laughs> a little bit. And we are reviewing the sequel. We are tonight. Today we are reviewing Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. You gotta say it like Tina Fey from that that era of SNL. Maverick. 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 Yeah, the uh, uh, as John said, the much belated sequel. Uh, something that I'm very surprised they didn't do a long time ago. 
But, uh, well, we'll get into that later. Well, they had to find time in Tom Cruise's schedule with making Mission Impossible 8 and The Mummy crossover, which I'm surprised he hasn't tried to do yet. Well, it's hard to talk to somebody about movies and deals and contracts and stuff like that when they won't stop running. Do you know, that was the thing I was paying attention to most in this movie. I know we'll talk about like <laughs> how, reviews and things how later. How much did he run? He he didn't do the Tom Cruise running scene until like the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, we're, he's not going to do it. We're we're going to have a Tom Cruise action movie, and he's not going to do that. There it is. There it okay. is. He nailed it. Good job. <laughs> he does it so well. I mean, that's his thing. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And one time he did broke it. He broke it hard, and yet mm-hmm. he's still running. Sorry, I just you said he's still running and I heard Forrest Gump. <laughs> that movie would have been a very different movie if it had been Tom Cruise. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's terrifying to think about actually. I I'm oh man. I need a supercut of like a Tom Cruise movie in the 90s that isn't Mission Impossible and just like putting him in scenes of Forrest Gump. That would be yeah, somebody chaos. somebody needs to do like that deep fake, but put it on on Forrest Gump with Tom Cruise's face. Bernstein bears everybody be like, yeah, no, Tom Cruise was in this movie the whole time. You just thought it was Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, the um, he's got the teeth for it. Got him. <laughs> they are very, they are upsettingly off center. <laughs> they are, although, and he smiles so much, so it, it's very obvious. But I mean. Mm-hmm. I guess at the same time, I guess they know that. So usually when he does smile, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but if he ever smiles, it's usually he's looking down and then he'll smile and it'll kind of turn his head to the side. He's trying to compensate. Right. For it. Exactly. It's like maybe they won't notice how out of out out of center this uh, these two teeth are if I turn my head this way. Nope. Sorry, bud. We noticed. <laughs> no, and you didn't. Ever... And then he runs away. And if I ever saw him to his face, I wouldn't say anything about it because, I mean, he's Tom Cruise. I'm not going to waste the one opportunity to talk crap about his teeth. Yeah, he'd have to stand on a box to do anything to you, though. That's true. And I'm not tall. <laughs> Fun fact for the people who don't know me in person. Uh, average height is what I'm going to say. And since you can't see me, you can't deny it. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> um, so... <sighs> With that, there's not, uh, there's really not any news. Um, although I did want to settle an argument. It wasn't an argument, but you and I had a disagreement on Darth Vader's voice in Obi Wan. I said it was AI. Was I wrong? And you said it was um, James Earl Jones. It was both. They so, so they did ask us. <laughs> <laughs> First time ever. Yes. So they actually, they did the same thing. So if you notice, so in, um, uh, 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 um, well, it was actually Book of Boba Fett, but the, uh, Mandalorian subplot, there was uh, a scene where you see Luke and he's much younger. Well, that actually was Mark Hamill and they just de-aged him to make him look that much younger. And that actually was his voice. But he, if you notice, he doesn't sound like he does now. He sounds like he did when he was younger. Well, that's because that he said his lines and then they fed it through an AI, which then made it sound like he was younger. That's so weird. It is. And so that's what they did with James Earl Jones. And that's why his voice, that's why I said, because I was the one that was like, man, that Vader voice is on point. Well, that's why. 
I I didn't think it was him, but I am I'm on Twitter entirely too much if we're being honest with ourselves. And I saw something on Twitter that someone had shared an article of he was back. So I was like, no, 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 he was back. Like the internet said so. And then you were like, no. And then it turns out we we were both right. We were both right the whole time. It was red herring. (laughs) Gosh, what a great throw. Pup named Scooby-Doo. Underrated show. (laughs) While we're talking about throwbacks from our childhood. Somebody also threw up a uh, picture of uh, the WB Kids Saturday morning cartoons. Oh my gosh. And it was like, which ones did you watch? And of course, you know, it was like the adventures of Jackie Chan and... Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, I can't, oh, Static was it, was Shock. It the, Osmos- the Osmosis Jones show was there too? Yeah, that too. I think, yeah, we saw the same picture. It was incredible. Yeah, and I was like, which ones did I watch? Just about all of these. All of them, yeah. I couldn't tell you anything about them now, because it was uh, longer ago than I would like to admit, do you, but... Were, are you, we're, we're not exactly the same age, but do you remember the... There was a Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It wasn't the original one the original series where they actually don't hurt anybody or actually use their weapons. But there was a second series that came out shortly after that. And it was a little darker and their, their, um, their masks actually had like the white out eyes. You know what I'm talking about? I feel like I remember that, but I didn't know it was in relation to something else. There was a, it was a series, but I can't remember what it was called because it, it may have just been teenage mutant Ninja turtles, but I tried to talk about it with someone the other day, and they had no idea what I was talking about. There, So I did a quick Ninja Turtles Google. Uh, television series, first animated series, uh, 1987 to 1996. Original video animation. Looks like some type of made-for-TV movie. There was a live-action series in the 90s, which I'm sure was just very good. Um, and then second animated series was 2003 to 2009, and I feel like that's... Maybe that's what the you're one talking, I'm thinking I think that's about. what you're thinking about. I'm going to send you the link. Obviously, it's not going to help the other people listening to us, but I'm going to send you the link and see if that logo brings it back for you because that logo looks very familiar to me. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Yeah, because they were slightly darker. The Because tur- in the original series, they were like a very light green color. In mm-hmm. this one, they're much darker. Yeah. Still not as dark as the uh, uh, Batman Ninja Turtles movie. No. Batman has that effect on people, so I've been told. He does. He's all brooding and upset about his parents dying. Which, I mean, fair. He's so depressed his whole city is dark. That seems like an energy thing. Maybe. Yeah, what came first, I guess, would be the question. The depressed city or the depressed bat? Ordinarily, I would say it's a chicken and egg thing, but I do feel like the city created the environment that killed the wings. It's more of a cave and bat thing. Oof. Trying to out dad joke me. Not no, it's not gonna happen. Are bats mammals? Technically, I think so. Huh. So they don't lay eggs like birds. <laughs> that would be why, so why am I funny. About to Google this. That would be so funny to see a bat sitting on an egg. This is the most condescending Google answer I've ever read. Bats <laughs> do not lay eggs because they are mammals. Thanks, Google. <laughs> uh. You could have just politely said no. Jeeves would have just said no. <laughs> Ask Mama. Do you remember that one? No. That's, I I don't know that I want to either. That sounds like that sounds questionable. <laughs> uh yeah. Ask Jeeves. Uh was it Ask Mama or Go Go Mama? I don't know. Something about Mama. Well, we should probably jump into the review of Top Gun Maverick. 
a movie that has done, I want to say, surprisingly well, but are we really surprised? Not really. It's a movie, and it's summertime. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it's a movie that is a sequel to one of the most beloved all-American movies ever made. The kind that you you leave the movie theater from, or you finish watching the original movie that can be streamed pretty much anywhere at this point, and you just, you are so ready to fight for your country when you leave that movie. The original one. I don't know, man. The ending is still just so cheesy. Oh, yeah, no, it totally that's, is. That's my walk away of the first one. Is like, this is the cheesiest freaking thing. But I don't know. At least he didn't do like a fist pump in the middle of the football field while wearing a, a long trench coat. I feel like it would have been better. He would, or if they did that in this movie when they were playing that uh, that team building football, <laughs> right? If he's on the beach in a trench coat and he just does the the fist in the air like a Breakfast Club, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's an homage to a different '80s movie," but it does not make any sense in this context. <laughs> in the, I'm imagining like a spoof, and he does that, and everybody freezes. You know, does the the freeze frame, but of course they don't actually freeze it. It's just everybody stops moving, and then the football ends up hitting somebody. <laughs> That would have been good. Yeah. Oh, so on to uh, on to Ma- Maverick. 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 So I guess the the TLDR, if you will, for this movie is um, Pete Maverick um, has never been promoted because he's Tom Cruise and he's you know the underdog. Um, he is a test pilot and he goes real, real fast and then his plane blows up and then he has to teach it Top Gun. So he has to train for this new incredible mission that no one can do, um, for three weeks and then it's pushed up to two weeks and then they have to do the mission. Yeah. Nobody can do this mission. Why even say that? We know you're going to do it because that's the movie. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, the, obviously one, you would look at this movie and think the main conflict is America versus not America. And big picture, you would probably be right. But the most compelling conflict of this movie is Maverick versus his past. Because you have his, I haven't been promoted. You have, is the, is Jennifer Connelly the same character from the first movie? Yeah. A different actress. The same actress. Different actress. Oh, different. Oh, di- no, yes. Jennifer Connelly was not in the first no, movie. No, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay. Because I was like, I've, I've seen that movie. I know it's, it's not her. Um, and then the most compelling one is um, Maverick versus Rooster. And if you've seen Top Gun, you could probably guess who Rooster is. Uh, it's not Cogburn. Oh, that would be such an entertaining movie, though. <laughs> Either one, really. Either one. Like the John Wayne or the Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Or both. both. Can you imagine? <laughs> They're both there. <laughs> Sauntering around with their six guns and big old hats. <laughs> Um, no, but uh, Rooster is the son of Maverick's late wingman Goose. It was a very tragic death in the first movie. Um, so Maverick's past finally catches up with him all at once, very conveniently, for storytelling purposes. So basically, it's not Tom Cruise that runs in this movie. It's it's Maverick's ghost of his past. They're the ones that run in this movie, run straight towards him. Mm, they catch him, too. Like Tom Cruise runs real good. Doesn't run good enough. So then, I mean, they're up against insurmountable odds. Uh, they do the thing. Tom Cruise sacrifices his plane to save Rooster. Uh, he goes down in enemy territory, and we think, oh, well, that's going to be the end of that. And then Rooster saves him. 
I do you remember any time in this movie where someone told Rooster he was being too cocky? <laughs> no, I don't. And why I feel like did that they not happen? <laughs> um, so he saves the day. His plane gets destroyed as well. So now it's just the two of them on the run uh, doing Tom Cruise things, and they steal an old plane. They win more dogfights. They save the day again, and they have not as cheesy of an ending, but it's still kind of cheesy. I mean, you got to stay true to the source material. And so I feel like this movie did a good job of giving us just enough of the new to make it appealing for, you know, today's audiences. But then it was true enough to this original source material to please the lifelong fans. John has the most shocked face. Yeah. So one of the characters who is alluded to for a big portion of this movie is um ice ice man uh val kilmer from the first movie yeah he comes back he i wasn't expecting it honestly because val kilmer has had such a terrible couple of years with his health um the character ice man has throat cancer and eventually passes away from it and val kilmer in real life had a terrible bout of throat cancer which as what happened to his character has all but wiped away his voice yeah but he and he did well. That, do you remember what we were talking about with Darth Vader? <gasps> they did the same thing. Post production section of Wikipedia says, and this I'm going to read it verbatim. Because Val Kilmer lost his voice due to throat cancer, his voice was recreated through AI technology using archival audio of his voice. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean it's terrifying, but it's incredible. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. Wow, you never would have known. Yeah, I was I was very impressed with how they handled the the Iceman character. I was honestly very impressed by this entire story for the most part. That I mean sure there were there were highs and lows, uh but it was one of those things that I remember when the trailer first came out for it, you know, I don't know how many months ago that was that that came out and I remember thinking, "Really?" <laughs> well, I mean it's kind of it's it's to a much lesser degree the same type of conversation that we had about Jurassic World in the sense that when you have incredible IP, the longer it sits idle, the worse you're managing it. And I said that before about how I don't think that was the last Jurassic movie, even though everything says it's the last Jurassic movie. You you mentioned it earlier. You were shocked it took them, what, what did it end up being, 36 years to make a sequel? Yeah. So I... I am very surprised it took this long, but it's very good. Yeah. Because I referenced Independence Day earlier, a much belated sequel that was near universally panned. That sequel was bad. Yes, it was. Like, big picture, like, critically, I don't think this movie is, like, excellent, but it's a fun summer movie. And it's just over two hours, 231 minutes. Well, even the, the original one, the first one was only, like, an hour and a half. Like, it wasn't very long at all. No, surely. I don't. I don't think it was very long at all. You gotta Just look it up. Two hours. It was one ten. Oh, okay. You know, an extra twenty minutes of volleyball montage. The one thing that movie was missing. More volleyball. More volleyball and gym and uh, jean shorts. Oh, I forgot about the jean shorts. Man, the eighties were a wild time. Man, they were a blast. <laughs> we missed out. Know. So he has his, uh, his, you know, some some recognizable things happen that, uh, you know, pays some homage. Is that what you would say to the original movie? Uh, I think so. He's got his coat, his jacket, his back. It's got a, a really big thing to mention 
Um, and I, and I know this, you know, kind of gets into political territory, so I'll, I'll tread lightly, but his jacket. So this is actually, and it's worth pointing out. So one thing, one, one market that the U S tries really hard to U S movies that are made in the U S one thing that they try really hard to market in is China. And they try really hard because that's a really big market to make a lot of money. And so they do what they can to make the Chinese market uh, to appeal to them so that they'll go see it. Sometimes this includes changing things within the movie and it's like subtle differences. So on Maverick's jacket, he has uh, one of the flags that he has on his jacket is the Taiwan flag. China doesn't like Taiwan. Uh, And so originally they were going to remove that flag from his jacket, but in the final theatrical release, they kept it in. Really? Yes. So this movie, while it will be released in China, will probably not do very well in China because of that. And so it's pretty impressive to see the, this studio basically saying, you know what? We don't need you, China. We're just going to make our movie the way we want to make it and not worry about it. It's so I, I did the, I did a big old control F um, on the Wikipedia page. It's because there was a different, sorry, apologies. There could be children listening. (laughs) Um, I it's addressed in the marketing section and it's because there was a producing company who is a, who is China based. And ultimately that production company is no longer associated with the movie. So I don't know what, what the order of those things happening was, right? but they lost a producer to make a statement, which is bold. That is bold. <clears throat> also, I was just scrolling. Do you want to know who helped produce the soundtrack of this movie? You, uh, Lady Gaga was a producer of the soundtrack of this movie. What? And I think like she had, she wrote and recorded a song to serve as the film's theme song. Wow. Huh. So didn't see that coming. Yeah, def- definitely not at all. I mean, it's no, it doesn't quite have the Kenny Loggins impact, but I don't know. It's not Kenny Loggins. Danger Zone is a great song, and I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> uh, and then there was also, so he had his jacket. He had his uh, motorcycle that he mm-hmm. drove uh, right next to the airport, you know, and kind of gave his little fist bump in the air to the jet that was taking off. He didn't wear a helmet. Kids, if you're listening, wear a helmet on your motorcycles. That's right. Safety first. Uh, let's see. What else? There. Um, those were the two biggest things that stood out to me. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. The motorcycle was the, the big one to me. Um, at the end of the movie, when he's trying to land the damaged F-14 on the aircraft carrier, he kind of buzzes the tower, but it's not like played up as a, oh, Maverick, you're a loose cannon. It's just kind of a, oh, he's doing his best. So I would say that's there, but it's also not. Did you know that was a single take? Really? He actually destroyed the set on accident. Didn't mean to. And sure, so that's what I would say too. They were just like, accident. they were like, well, I guess that's the take we'll use because you just destroyed the set. <laughs> Oof. Well, I mean, if you hadn't said that, I wouldn't have known. So, you know, I guess yeah, no, the one it, take worked. Yeah, it, it flowed well. So, and then there was also um, a scene. I can't remember who it was. I'm drawing a blank on who it was, but in one of the scenes, the, so if you don't know this, this movie, so how they film this movie is, is in a jet, uh, in a fighter jet, there's two seats. So there's a front seat and a back seat. So the way that they film this movie is they put the actors in the back seat, but put the camera in front of them so that it looks like they're the ones that are flying. 
Well, in one of the scenes, there's a scene where they, uh, I want to say it was Rooster, maybe, but the the jet has to turn or, or uh, it has to go over a mountain or something. I can't, anyway, it, it drops down. And the actor actually in the movie, he like loses his balance and comes out of his seat a little bit. He wasn't completely like his buckles weren't, you know, tight enough. And so he comes out of his seat a little bit and bonks his head on top of the on the window. And that was actually a mess up. But when they were going back and editing it, they said the they had like professional uh, pilots in the room and they said no go ahead and leave that because that actually happens a lot so they went ahead and left it in cool yeah they said that's not completely abnormal for that to happen so go ahead and leave it in because it'll make it look more authentic well and that's what that's what a movie i there's more authenticity in this than i expected oh yeah like there was a little i don't know if it was if the same little blurb played when you watched it or not but there was like a little like a 45 second tom cruise talking into a camera it was like hey you know thank you for coming out to watch the movie you know this was meant to be seen in a movie theater uh we did as much of the work as we like we did real g's we actually flew and he had a it was a nice little feel good moment of like we tried our best and it shows we made a good movie <laughs> i was like bold to say that before the movie but okay yeah and then, I mean, it pays off. It's a it's a very watchable movie. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely not a struggle to get through it. It's enjoyable. Oh, so what, what would you say were some of your favorite parts? Or do you want to do least favorite first? Hmm. <laughs> I, I guess my least favorite part is for sure, and, and I know why they did it, is because, it, because in the first one they play volleyball, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole football scene was something that I didn't really care for. And I yeah. was like, eh, okay. You know, we didn't have to do this. Yeah, I agree. It definitely felt like a, we're expected to do something like this, but we can't just do what we did before. We can't just do volleyball again. So we're going to teach him, we're going to play football, but we're playing offense and defense at the same time. And I was like, that's dumb. And it, it didn't really fit the tone of the movie either. No, it, it was definitely it just something forced. that was just shoehorned in there. Just yeah. so people would point to the screen and be like, ah, hey, they did the thing. <laughs> what is it uh dicaprio yeah like he's just pointing at the screen yeah yeah that's exactly that's the whole reason they did it was just so people yeah. would do that and then i tell you something i didn't like jay um i don't think hangman's little redemption arc was set up well no that didn't make it felt very abrupt yeah he's supposed to be this movie's Iceman equivalent where he is, you know, he's the best and the brightest, but he's the most brash. And then at the end of the movie with no real impetus, he's just like, we should all be friends, but I'm also better than you. At the same time, Iceman does the exact same thing in the first one. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't great then either. No, but I, that's, I see why they did it. I think that's why. Yeah. Was because of that, you know, why it felt that way. But I do see what you're saying. I mean, I, I agree. But at the same time, I think it was more of that just, oh, hey, remember this kind of thing happened in the first one? Yeah. Um, as far as favorite scenes, I don't really think there's one that can be named specifically. Oh, come on, Jay. There's an obvious best scene in this movie. I mean, the opening Tom, scene's pretty great. It's Tom Cruise running through the forest at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I liked all the, the, uh, all the dog fights. Yeah. Very well film you know it was filmed very well uh i guess can you choreograph something like that i mean i guess so 
I think I think so, but like the the cinematography of the aerial fighting scenes was very impressive. It was just so clear. Yeah. I I tell you what, Jay, I have a soft spot for the Bob character. <laughs> that man has no sense of humor at all. No. He is the most literal. He's like Drax, but if Drax was like a real person, an an analyst, <laughs> like the personality of, actually intelligent, the personality of Drax, but like the body of a, a person. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's he was one of those that he was so smart that he was stupid. Like he had all the the book smarts, but none of the street yeah. smarts. So everything was just over his head. No, it wouldn't. I would be able to catch it. My reflexes are too good. <laughs> Golly. I'm ready for that movie. I, I'm i scared for Guardians 3. I'm getting progressively more scared of Love and Thunder 2. Yeah. Just the same way that I'm on record of not liking Guardians 2. Just I feel like it's going to try too hard. I'm kind of, I'm wondering, and, and I almost feel like it might end up being a, a bait and switch with Thor Love and Thunder. Where it's, you know, it, it looks and acts like a Thor movie. Well, the Thor Odin son that we know, but it's going to end up being more of a Jane Thor movie. Hmm. That's very curious. Yeah. I, I don't know that. Actually, we'll talk about Thor in a minute, Jay. We need to do, we need to rate Top Gun. Oh, yeah. I guess we should do that. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, it's my fault. I distracted us. I ejected out of that plane. And the lever worked, too. It did. I did not hit my head on the glass as I was leaving. Oh, R.I.P. Oh. I don't even, I can't even really think of a, stop. (laughs) I can't even really think of a, of a custom scale for this on a scale of mission impossible one to how many are there? Also, why was it roosters named duck? Stop. That's my, that's my issue with this movie. Why wasn't his, why wasn't a Gosling? But then it'd be really confusing. (laughs) They're like, oh, his name's Gosling, but it's actually Miles Teller and not Ryan Gosling. (laughs) Or just ugly duckling. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. So what we're rating, what's the scale? I I can't think of one. How many battleships? Um, how many how many flags on your jacket do you give this movie? Uh I, I feel like I'm going to have to come back to out of 10. You can't yeah, I mean, you can't really say like uh, you, c- you could say like a scale of Tom Cruise movies, but that oh, scale is very large. That's a that's a very hard to gauge scale. Yeah, like I don't know what comes at the top and what comes at the bottom. I have no idea. I tell you, a, a clear runner for a bottom of the scale, uh, Mission Impossible Two. Yeah, that, that's a good one. The movie's bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess we'll just have to give it a out of ten. I I think it's a solid seven and a half for me. Yeah, I was about to say probably I would say six and a half or seven. Yeah, you know, standalone. It, it, I think if you see this standalone, which you can, I, you it know, works. that was, yeah. Yeah. You know, we were actually, we were talking about a few episodes ago. We were like, Hey, what movies would you say you could start with the second one and just see the second one? This is one of those movies. Like you do not have to have seen the first one to understand the second one. However, you will appreciate this one a lot better if you yeah. see the first one. So I think as a standalone, I give it about a seven, six, six and a half. But if you have seen the first one, you're going to appreciate it a lot more, in which case I would bump it up to an eight. I think that's entirely fair. Yeah. I'll be honest. I did not rewatch the first one before watching the second one, so I'm going to stick <sighs> with the seven and a half. Don't even talk to me. I mean, I did. If you had started out with this, I would have stopped the episode and been like, nope. No, I've seen it. 
and oh, okay. rewatch it. <laughs> I thought you were saying you hadn't seen it. No, 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 no. I've absolutely seen the first one. Okay, good. It's just been a minute. So you are human. Yes, and I did defend my honor as a Tennessean. I have already seen Elvis. Oh, there you go. So And? It's good. It's not as good of a music biopic as Walk the Line or Bohemian Rhapsody, in my opinion. Okay. I think the actor who plays Elvis is incredible. So what I'm hearing is, is you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Stop. I, that's the only Elvis. I watched the movie and that's the only one I can think of. <laughs> it's upsetting. Uh, who plays Priscilla? Uh, somebody I'd never heard of. Okay. All right. So uh, you gave it, so you gave Top Gun uh, a seven? Seven, five. Yeah. Okay. I gave it a six, five, unless you've seen it, in which case I would give you the first one. If you've seen the first one, then I would I would say you're probably going to give it an eight. So I say that's a fair rating. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. I would agree. I mean, if you want just a good summer movie that you're actually like, you're not going to leave that. You're not. I guarantee. Well, for the <laughs> most part, most of you are going to leave the movie going. You know that was fun. I enjoyed that. And even though, even I mean, you could have watched this whole or watched, listened, could have listened to this whole review, and really we didn't spoil anything huge so you're still going to be surprised and you're going to enjoy it yeah so all right well um so that was top gun we started talking about something else and now i can't remember what we started talking about we started talking about thor oh yes and how you think it could be a bait and switch to yeah not focusing on hemsworth and focusing on natalie portman yes i think if it's done well, I think I would be okay with that. As long as Hemsworth isn't like full on killed, like he's still in play for future endeavors, I think I'd be okay with that. You know what Marvel should really think about doing? Because clearly they are retiring their heroes that have already been involved for ten years or so. Now mm-hmm. they should really think about doing the um, like wasteland versions where they're oh, old, you know, yeah. and doing like old man, Thor, old man, Loki. I want to read old man, Hawkeye so bad. Old man, Hawkeye, like that kind of, that, that would be a really fun universe to explore. Well, I mean, we already have Logan. That movie is very good. Exactly. Yeah. That, that is something they should really think about doing, but you know what? They won't. Oh, because they didn't, they didn't ask us. Exactly. The nerve. <laughs> These people, they don't, they just, they're not going to learn million dollar ideas over here, but Mm-mm-mm. oh, well, well, uh, anything else, anything else you wanted to add or discuss real quick? I don't believe so. I've rewatched really the fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin, uh, <sighs> Vader. I've watched that like two or three times now. And incredible. I, yes. And I just watched it recently. Somebody put the episode three, uh, music over the fight and it makes it that much no. better oh man it's great i'm gonna need you to, to share that from the pod account i need that in my life okay also i do you think there's an edit out there that has the fight scene but with duel of the fates oh i'm sure there is because that would be like yeah the star wars theme is incredible and it's the most like the most associated music with the franchise but in terms of like single use music duel of the fates is incredible like chills every time i hear it still so, uh, two weeks, do we... Two weeks, and then uh, we'll have Thor. Okay, so we are going to do Thor next. Yeah. 
Wonderful. So this was our first one for July, July 4th. Happy Independence Day. If you're not American and listening to this, then happy just regular day called July 4th. (laughs) If you're French and listening to this, happy 10 days before Bastille Day. Yeah. (laughs) If you're from the UK. um, You're welcome. Yeah. You don't have to deal with us anymore, so. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, uh. And that's it. Yeah. So we'll see you for for, for, for can't talk. We'll see you. We'll see you for Thor. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't me. It was almost me. <laughs> uh, so is this the is this the fourth movie? Stop. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. One, two, three, four. Wait, no. <laughs> Nerd out. <laughs>